Welcome to Minerva's Creative Conversations. I'm your host, Minerva Salas, and I wanted to personally welcome and thank you for joining us today. We're glad you're here because this podcast is created for you. It is a podcast where I dig deeper into influential and successful women's personal journeys and professional careers and how their stories can inspire others to succeed. Today, we're doing a special show on fathers of daughters. And my special guest is Dr. Bob Nurai, an osteopathy practitioner, DOMP, an alternative medicine doctor and Rejuvenator Plus wellness clinic owner. Dr. Nurai has been practicing alternative medicine for over 10 years in the greater Toronto area. He has helped many patients become free from pain and discomfort, heal sports injuries, muscular injuries, inflammatory conditions, arthritis, and chronic diseases. Dr. Narai can quickly identify the source of your discomfort and develop a healing plan that will effectively cure your most stubborn afflictions and enable you to enjoy daily work and home life once again. A good father also sets um, an excellent example to his daughter on how he treats women. In many cases, this is how your daughter will expect to be treated. So what are some examples of how you displayed respect for women? Oh, goodness. Uh, I fell in love with a woman so many years ago. So many years ago. And that woman was my first love. And that was my mom. And because of that, I always, always treated my partner, my wife, and my daughters the same way I wanted my father to treat my mother. And without going to the details of how my father treated my mom, I... I mean, there is, uh, there is always, there's always issue in your marriage or your relationship and so on. And uh, mine, uh, mine is not 100% and it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. But I always made sure I do not let my wife down front of my kid. If there was an issue, if there was a differences in a style of life or, or some, some, different choices. I always made sure Sarah is not home or we leave the house or somehow work it out, in fact, with my partner uh, and let Sarah uh, not being exposed to it. I mean, there is a little argument here and, you know, like sometimes you, you want to do different things and, you know, like all of a sudden your wife says, okay, don't do that. And, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm talking about the little things, of course, you cannot avoid it. And, you know, like, I mean, um, even washing dishes sometimes is, is not, uh, it, it could be, it could be problematic. Your wife says, no, don't wash the dishes like that. Or, you know, why did you do that? You know, whatever. No, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about serious stuff. I, I always, I always, in fact, showed the respect uh, to, to overall woman and my wife. And um, she, not last night, but uh, probably months ago or, or a year, I'm not exactly sure, she says, I want to marry a man who treated and who treat me 
like the way my father treated my mother. And again, it was a very proud moment. Um, regardless of, in fact, we, again, we got our differences uh, and, you know, with my wife and uh, it's not a perfect marriage, but, uh, but I was very proud to hear that. And uh, regardless of what, I make sure, in fact, uh, my wife is treated fine because after all, if I ever allow, in fact, like that um, issue between me and my partner become bigger or something, then not just in fact, I teach my child something wrong. Uh, I teach her in fact, to do not respect her own mother properly. So as a father, uh, it seems like in fact, this, this, this uh, father figure, like it, it never changed. Doesn't matter. In fact, in the, uh, in uh, 2015 or 2021 or 2030, it would be the same. We are the role model. And somehow even your wife wants you to uh, be, uh, be a king of the house. Does not matter, in fact, how the woman is strong, does not matter how educated, does not matter how much money she makes. Eventually, she rely on her partner, boyfriend, husband, because women are designed, in fact, to emotionally somehow lean uh, on the man. And, uh, and the man has a very big role there. Like, uh, he, has to be, he has to be a supporter. He's like a beam in the, in the uh, structure of the house. And if the foundation and that beam is shaking, the whole house shake. Right, the, the whole house won't have a solid foundation. You got it. Okay. And what are some important ways uh, father's roles change as a daughter moves from adolescence to womanhood? Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, I, 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 Sometimes I have to make sure I filter everything I say, you know, like, and I'm not a, I'm not a person overall uh, uh, who filter anything. Like, uh, I like to say the things the way they are, and uh, uh, I'm not a good politician at all. Um, I don't want to be too conservative responding to this. Um, it's, 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 it's a big change. I, I, I mean, it's, it's huge change, and none of us is prepared for that. Mm -hmm. I mean... Uh, truly like uh, i mean there is no school to go to and you see and you learn every single day uh how your how your how your daughter grow up right in front of you and you know like uh and uh every day is a different case and you know like i mean uh, it takes a lot of patience a lot of patience and you know like uh, and uh, that's how it is. Uh, I mean, you have to let the nature to take the course, and uh, and you as uh, you have to be, uh, you have to make sure you are there. At the same time, you have to let that person to experience and experiment the things on her own. You cannot be the guidance uh, all the time, and uh, it's difficult. It's very difficult, but but. But you have to learn that. Uh, I, I, and, I, and I'm still dealing with it. You know, like Sarah is 23 years old and sometimes she asks like, she acts like 14. And, you know, like, and, and, and I always tell her, honey, when I was, when I was, uh, you know, when I left my, uh, my, my country, uh, 
so many years ago, I was a lot younger than Sarah, a lot younger than Sarah. And I managed, in fact, to go to Europe and uh, uh, no, no siblings, no parents, nothing, you know, like, and I did not speak French and I had to learn the language. I did not have so much money. And, you know, I, 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 I tell Sarah, I said, honey, look at me, you know, like, you know, like, and she always tell me, oh, dad, you know, like you always try to compare me with yourself, you know, like, I mean, I'm not you. And uh, I said, okay, I don't expect you to be me. Uh, but then again, uh, if I could do it, uh, you could as well. It's just like how much of the effort you put, you put into it. I mean, I have learned it in the very early age like I have to be independent. I have to be provider for myself. I have to save myself from all the, all the crazy things happening around me. I had to learn four different languages. I lived in five countries. Uh, and if I tell you what I went through even in Canada, you know, like when I came here at the age of 23, like is, is, is a thick book. And uh, there's so many, there's so many stories in it, which is not, uh, I mean, it's, it's serious stuff, you know, like, uh, and I came at the age of 23 to Canada and, you know, I had to learn English because even though I spoke a bit of English, but it's not, it's not, it's not enough to function. And, and Sarah knows all these things. We talk about it from time to time. To time. And I, I feel like sometimes when she hears these things, she gets upset. Uh, maybe because she she would she find out what I went through in life, or maybe in fact she find more challenges by hearing me and thinking I expect these things from her as well. So I try to don't talk about my past anymore. I try to pass some of the experience I have with different things, with my careers, with my education, with with the style of life, and so on and so on. But at the same time, we can never we can never inject the experience to people. Is not something you can buy. It's something it has to be gained by time. And as a parent, you have to be very patient, very patient. And what would be some practical ways um, that you as a, well, as a father can build trust and connection with his daughter? Oh, goodness. Um, you have to be there. Yes. But then again, you cannot. You cannot push. Um, I do not want to say the things I don't know if Sarah ever hears this uh, podcast so I do not want to bring so much of uh, personal things up but I have seen I have seen the things you know like uh, I've seen the things uh, uh, I, I used to be I mean I'm always so busy uh, but I used to sometimes go to her school to her high school and uh, and drive around or park my car and just see who she goes out with and, you know, like who are her associates and her friends and how she behaves when, uh, when it's a lunchtime. And few times she saw me and at times she knew, in fact, I'm there. And I managed even with my busiest schedule to do that. Uh, not because I wanted to control her, but I do care about my child. And sometimes, in fact, even one wrong friend could be a very bad guy. And, you know, like, uh, and, and uh, I, but then again, could you jump there and say, hey, I'm there, I'm here, I'm watching you. If you do that so many times, she hides the things from you. And uh, she, she, she try, in fact, to do the things, but not as exposed as before. So you have to be very smart about this. You have to say, I'm there, I'm watching you. But at the same time, you cannot pr be present all the time because you scare her. And as I said, sometimes she told me the things which was really chilling. But I had to act like I'm as cool as cucumber. So 
I did not show so much of reaction. I just listened. And it was not easy. But I had to listen and uh, just say, hey, I'm here for you. You know, like, I mean, uh, growing up, you know, like, again, I loved, uh, I loved my, my country very early. So I didn't have no parents for a long time. You know, my, my, my connection was just writing the letters or calling. And there was no uh, cell phone. There was no Wi-Fi. There was no uh, internet uh, at time to be connected all the time. So I had to raise myself. Uh, I had a great parents, don't get me wrong, but, but things has happened, you know, like, I mean, uh, the country went through the war and I had to leave and politics and so on and so on. So uh, I didn't have really, I didn't have really parents for decades. And um, I just, I just, I just do what I have to do. Right, right. Many with Love showcases a beautiful collection of unique handcrafted products made with high quality natural materials and embellished with vibrant colors and designs. The Many with Love handmade products make a lovely gift for a birthday, graduation, wedding anniversary, and special occasion. We invite you to make the women in your life feel special and deserving of a beautifully handcrafted handbag to complement their unique personalities. To learn more about these products, visit miniwithlove.com. Let's go into uh, single parents. Single parents often have to work harder to provide for their children to make up for the missing gender. Do you have specific advice for single fathers or even divorced fathers? Oh, Lord. Um, this is a good one. We can talk about this for hours. Uh, number one thing, in fact, uh, number one thing, my suggestion to every parent, when you separate, when you divorce, do not demolish the other side character. Once when you separate, you divorce, do not demolish your partner, your ex-partner personality. Because by doing that, you are damaging your own kid. So do not allow your selfishness to sit down. And if you divorce your wife, talk bad about your wife. Whatever happened between you and your partner is between you and your partner. Your best interest is to raise that child however you can, but do not talk bad about your partner, about her father, about her mother. This is number one rule. This is so important because so often we are so selfish as, as a parents. When we separate, we want to say, I was the good one. Right. Your mother was not. Or the mother said, I was a good one. Your father was not. But regardless, you choose that person anyway. I, I choose my wife. If, if it ever happens, in fact, we separate or we do divorce, it's not Sarah's, child, uh, Sarah's fault. So, and it doesn't matter what happened between my wife. I have to respect the time I had with my partner. Even, even respect myself, do not talk bad about her because I chose her. That's so right. then so many parents, so many people, unfortunately, because they want to look good, they just start, in fact, talking bad about, you know, like that child, father or mother. And, you know, and, and that's so damaging. Now, as for a divorced father, if you're a divorced father, that's fine. You're busy. You have to work. You have to be a provider. You still have to pay for that child. Uh, but make sure you are there. Make sure you talk to your child, even on the phone. 
make sure, in fact, especially with all the te technical things we have, advantages we have nowadays. I mean, uh, I talk to Sarah sometimes two, three times a day. Or sometimes she she FaceTime me, which I always tell her, please don't do that. <laughs> but but you know, like uh, right. we, we talk, we talk, and we communicate. And communication has to be there. And you have to show your child you're there. Doesn't matter what. You divorce your wife. You didn't divorce your child. That's right. And your child, your child has to always feel that presence, mm -hmm. because after all, you are the safest, safest corner for the child to go to. And just be there. Again, if, if financially, in fact, you are not that established or you're not that well off or whatever, and you have some difficulty, we all work. I work actually 19 hours a day, every single day, six days a week. I've done that for the past 30 years. There was a time I studied and I worked, in fact, in the coffee shop for six, 17 hours together. And I slept in the park because there was no time to, for me to go home even change. In summertime, I did that in Toronto, believe it, believe it or not. And sometimes I slept on the subway. But getting back to the main subject, please be there for your child. We, they are the future of us. They are the future of this country. So look after the future. And after all, if something happens to that child, if you do not raise, raise him properly, it comes back and haunts you. Mm -hmm. You made an interesting point that, you know, don't, you, you don't want to talk about bad about, you know, your, your spouse in front of your child, or even, you know, just mention anything that's negative because you picked that partner. And there's a saying that you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. So you got to think twice before you start talking bad about your ex, you know, spouse, because you picked that person. <laughs> so that's a, that Absolutely. was a very interesting point. You said that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, like it is my fault. In fact, if I go to the butchery and, <laughs> and buy a wrong piece of lamb uh, or the rotten one and come home and, uh, you know, like, okay, maybe the butcher uh, did not the right job. But then again, I saw it. He was cutting it right front of me and, you know, I chose it. And, you know, like, and sometimes, you know, two people, you know, like uh, sometimes two people are very good people. That, that doesn't mean they're bad people. I mean, a divorce is right beside marriage. They, they put that option beside it because that, I mean, uh, I was talking to this doctor and he was saying actually like a uh, human being is not designed to be monogamous and with one person. <laughs> I don't want to believe in what he said and I don't want to support the idea, but you know what? Sometimes in fact, sometimes, I mean, not all of us are designed to be married. And, you know, like, uh, and, uh, and, you know, there are some people, they never got married. I mean, women and men, I, I, I know quite few and they're quite content. Uh, but, but I mean, they, they, it's not a wrong thing to don't get married. Uh, but if you do, um, again, uh, I'm sure every one of us uh, who have been married or being in a relationship for 5, 10, 20 years, you know, like we had good moments. So let's cherish the good moments. When you are separating, why you always bring the bad moments up? Remember all those kisses, hugs, traveling together, and, and, and so many laughters you had and so many good things you had. So cherish those moments as well, because that's your youth. That's your life. 20 years of your life, as a matter of fact, you live with somebody and you want to throw it in the trash can? You can't. So focus on the good things. Focus on the good things. And yes, it didn't work out. So what? It didn't work out and you're not living in the same household, but you still somehow at one point you loved each other. Right. At one point you lived together. At one point you made love and you created this creature, your child. 
So cherish those moments and respect those moments and turn the page is fine. You can turn the page, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to burn the book. Don't burn the book. Right, right. Because you are part of that book. And after all, again, if you're separated, you're divorced, please be there for your child. Please. If you can financially, but more than, I mean, financial is one part. Emotionally, that child needs you, especially girls. Girls need their fathers. Always. I mean, in the end, you know, like when you see in the movie, in fact, the father come uh, uh, at the wedding, you know, like do the last dance and, and you know, like uh, walk with the daughter, you know, truly that's, that's his life. The daughter wants, in fact, to be, to be held by the father and be handed to another man. It's, that's our tradition. Regardless of, in fact, maybe tradition change, maybe some kids nowadays, they say, they, I never get married. I want to leave my, with my boyfriend. It's fine. It's okay. It's 21st century. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But then again, they always, girls always look at their father like, you know, like the foundation, the biggest role model in their lives. So be that father. Please be that father because, because the society pays for it. I mean, your child pays for it. You pay for it. And eventually... The society, the world pays for it. Very well put. Very well put. And a final question here, uh, just to kind of give a little more encouragement. Um, do you have any other words of encouragement for fathers raising a daughter? The other day I wrote in the Facebook, I said, love is the most important essence of life. And truly, love is the most important, is the food we all need. Give the love. There is no limit there. Mm-hmm. There is no limit there. Uh, it's not like you say, actually, I went and bought, in fact, like, there's, you can't buy it. You have to earn it. That's and right. love is the most important part. Show the love. And I, I, I told somebody the other day, I said, if you, uh, if you love somebody and you cannot express that, you're like somebody who has a money in his pocket and doesn't spend it. So make sure if you have money in your pocket, you spend it. Make sure if you love somebody, tell that person. And maybe your wife learns that you are not expressful person to begin with, but don't let your child learn that. Because your child need that to grow up is like the water and sun and the good soil to the good plant. You can't, you can't have a healthy plant without those factors, without, without those essential things. And the love is the most essential thing for your child to grow up properly. Don't be hesitant to say, I love you. And I hear some parents, in fact, like 50 times a day, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. I love you, love you, love you. <laughs> and sometimes even sound, in fact, kind of fake, to be honest. I was hearing, I mean, I, I'm a very attentive person. I, I don't miss much, you know, like, and I always, you know, I always hear everybody. Somehow it's like I have 10 eyes and 16 ears. <laughs> and I hear these things so often. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe it sounds fake to me, but it's good. It's better even be fake. Even if it's fake, it's fine. Because your child need to hear it. 
There is nothing wrong, in fact, to tell your child 150 times a day you love her, especially your daughter, because they are your princess. That's what it is. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Love is our oxygen. You got it. You got it. And we cannot survive without it. Without it. We can't. No. We cannot survive without it. Dr. Narai, thank you for joining us today and for providing excellent information about osteopathy medicine and invaluable advice for fathers on raising a daughter. To learn more about the services provided by Dr. Bob Nurai, visit Rejuvenator Plus at rejuvenatorplus.ca. Again, that's rejuvenatorplus.ca. Please do not forget to write us a review from your favorite podcast platforms. I am your host, Minerva Salas, and until our next show.